Welcome to Live and Love Your Brand, a podcast to support you in sharing your message and mission with the world. I'm your host, Emma Lovell. I'm lovely by name, lovely by nature. I'm a personal branding specialist with a mission to support female entrepreneurs to live and love their brand. I've been running my business, Lovely Communications, for more than 12 years, and I can hand on heart say that my success has come from the strength of my personal brand. I believe in the power of owning and sharing our story. I want to help you own your story, shop consistently, and really put yourself out there. So here on the podcast, you'll find helpful tips, practical exercises, and joyful discussions that will inspire you to reconnect with your brand and communicate it more effectively. I'll be joined by incredible experts to discuss how personal branding can have a huge impact on your business and on your life. I'd love to hear from you, so please make sure to connect over on social media. You can find me on Instagram at lovelycoms, that's L-O-V-E-L-L-Y, double the L means double the life, Facebook, Lovely Communications, and you can join in the conversation in our lovely community, the Live and Love Your Brand Facebook group. Of course, make sure to come back weekly as each new episode drops. I can't wait to share with you how to gain clarity, build confidence, and increase connections all by sharing your unique personal brand with the world. Lovely Communications is based on the Gold Coast and recognises Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples as the first peoples of this place, now known as Australia. We are grateful for the continuing care of the lands, waterways and skies where we work, live, listen, learn and play. From here on your Gumbe country and from wherever you are listening, we respect the elders past, present and emerging. Welcome back to the Live and Love Your Brand podcast. I am so excited for today's episode. It was such an in-depth and juicy chat and I just want us to jump in straight away. So the guest today is Alison Shamir, imposter syndrome and confidence expert, coach and speaker. Alison and I met at a networking event for Business Chicks and she spoke about imposter syndrome and I loved her approach. I loved how she tackled it and her knowledge and expertise is just next level. So you're going to get a lot of great insights. We're really going to demystify what imposter syndrome is, how that you can start to address it uh, if you even need to. And Alison just really generously shares her wisdom. So a little bit more about Alison. Alison helps women conquer imposter syndrome and master the skill of confidence so they can achieve, own and celebrate the success they truly desire and deserve. When she's not working, you can catch her by the water, chasing the sun, sipping a coffee and spoiling her fur child, Beckham. Obviously, I enjoy spending time with Alison. Uh, You'll hear that in the chat. We um, thoroughly uh, just love this conversation and I know there's going to be more for us in the future um, because definitely this is something that comes up for my clients, comes up in my course and program for women and I just love how Alison really uh, gets to the bottom of it. So come on, jump in, let's listen. Welcome, Alison Shamir. Welcome to the Live and Love Your Brand podcast, Alison. Thank you, Em. I'm so excited to be here. It is so great to have you here. We've been very excited about this chat, but I want to start with just, you know, a little question of who are you? Who am I? Okay, so 
Well, I'm Alison, currently living in Sydney, and I'm a coach and speaker who specialises in imposter syndrome and confidence. So these are my two areas of expertise. Um, in a previous life, I had a long corporate career, primarily in technology, and spent three years in media and publishing as well. I'm a Gemini, very much live up to that star sign. Um, love the sun, love the sea. I have a four-legged fur child. His name's <laughs> Beckham um, because I am, yes, after David, because <laughs> I'm um, also sports mad. Um, and as I said, just thrilled to be here chatting to you. I'm so glad the universe spun us together. I know we're going to talk about that today um, and obviously dive into my most favourite topic, which is imposter syndrome so yeah I'm, I'm ready I've had a coffee I'm roaring she's she's gonna chat and we do <laughs> we do we get yeah, we have to like time limit this because otherwise I think it's gonna be like a three-part series um we, we have or something don't we <laughs> we do ding ding we have so much to say uh, because when I I did meet you at the business chicks networking night only a few months ago but it was awesome when I saw the topic of imposter syndrome and I was like oh, I'm really interested to see this what this uh Ali is going to talk about and I just sat there the whole, I think you, I was in the front row and you probably saw me, I sat there the whole time nodding um, along and I thought it was such a great introduction for a networking night. But please tell me, you are an expert on imposter syndrome. How did it begin? I am, I am and thank you. And yes, I, I very much own that title, which is where I wanted to kick off because I know so many of us are really scared to own our expertise or the things that we are good at, perhaps because we are experiencing imposter syndrome, which we'll dive into, or we might be having a moment where our confidence is down or, you know, we're stuck in a comparison cycle or somebody has said something to us. But I thought that was a great way to open is own your expertise, own the stuff that you're all really good at and I know and you know you're a specialist in helping people do that too um but for me so imposter syndrome and I have had um I'm sort of laughing as I say it because we've had an on again off again relationship as I like to call it for around 15 years um but where our relationship really changed was nine years ago and this was really the start of my um diving into it and, and now nine years later you know had formed my sort of expertise on it but i had my own personal experience with imposter syndrome um a few times in my previous technology career um and a major bout of it in 2013 um actually caused me to have a very very bad um panic attack in my office um in sydney and i don't know if anyone listening to this you know you've ever had a panic attack if you have you'll know how mm. debilitating and horrible Awful. it is um and it was a culmination of a very stressful period and just to be clear at the time i had no idea i had imposter syndrome i, I didn't know what it was i knew i was being plagued by this voice in my head i had a high pressure um, and wonderful high sort of paying role as well. But there was a lot of pressure on me at the time. There was lots of technical things going on. And this particular day when I had the panic attack, I was getting ready for a really important meeting. And it was that meeting and that event that triggered, um, and I'll talk more about triggers in a moment through this, my um, instance of imposter syndrome. And it was the culmination of a few stressful months and, and that tipped me over the edge and obviously my anxiety over the edge into a full-blown panic attack. So. Long story short, because I know we're at that time today, but I write about heaps of this on my, you know, in my blog and things like that. If people are interested, you can come say hi after the episode. Um, but that was the start. So that was the shifting sort of of the guard where I'm like, what's going on with me? This is not the first time I felt this way. Everything is good. I'm a high performer. I've got a great job. You know, mm. on the outside, 
my life looked really good and I, and I am really confident, but behind the confident exterior was this debilitating fear. And if you have imposter syndrome and I'll break down what it really is in a moment, a lot of us suffer in silence. So yeah. the exterior can look good and we can smile and often we're doing great jobs or we want to do great things and to everybody else, um, it all looks good, but to us, we're suffering in silence, you know, and, and we're imploding in, in, in some ways. And that was very much me. So wanted to figure out um, what was wrong with me, went down the Dr. Google route. And I talk about this in my keynote speaking and wasn't that like an Alice in Wonderland, you know, um, ad adventure. But basically I got to the, the root of the information. I started to, I found out what imposter syndrome was. I started to read the original research. I knew that's what was happening to me. And that really shifted the course. So I became obsessed with it. It's probably something I like to share. And here I am nine years later helping others, um, obviously got myself through imposter syndrome. That's, I think that's really important to share because mm. there are a lot of people, um, I'm just going to go no filter here and on your podcast. Oh, I, I'm loving, I'm really yeah. appreciating the vulnerability. Thank there's, you. There's um there's a lot of people out there spruiking information um, about imposter syndrome and kind of do this and do that. And whilst I know often it comes from a good place, there is a lot of misinformation out there and people are talking about it who themselves haven't conquered their own imposter syndrome. <laughs> it is very much a thing if you haven't got a grip on it yourself, you really are not in a position to be able to give, you know, accurate advice on it because if you could take the advice, then you wouldn't be experiencing it yourself. So I'm really happy to be here and sort of share my knowledge. And I know this won't be the only time we chat in whatever forum mm. um, I am and to everyone listening to this, but I'm really passionate about getting the right information into the hands of women or those who identify as women or non-binary, which is my audience. Um, and love working with people like you and, and the work that you do because if we can all write, use our voices to get the right information about imposter syndrome um, and confidence and personal brand and these really great, um, you know, things that we need to master, um, then we're all going to be in a better place. So that's a little bit about my story. I work with imposter syndrome about 70 to 80% of my day. As I said, I have a specialization in confidence as well and do a lot of work around confidence and confidence does tie into imposter syndrome in certain ways um but it keeps me very busy um you know across the globe and i'm down look it's not attractive sometimes so i want to be yeah. down yeah. i'm down in the weeds i'm down in the weeds behind the scenes people i'm i'm into the latest research i do i mean i've got you know libraries it's it's when you know when it is your expertise you're down in the weeds a lot um globally but i do that so i can bring the latest content the the latest research my own views and opinions of course what's going on with global experts around the world um and, and try to bring all of that you know to you all so you know that it's accurate and um you know, you can teach yourselves or you can come to people like me or you, Emma, or whoever you think can help you and, and we can get through it. So, But it's really, like, um, interesting when you said, you know, that you were able um, to recognise it and then, you know, to label it. But I would think, you know, what you, I sort of giggled because you said it's not always attractive, but, I mean, in the sense of you're actually, like, they're doing research and that's maybe not the sexiest thing. But um, but also I'm sure there are people who are, like, really jarred or turned off by the word imposter, well, two, two words there, imposter and syndrome. 
and would probably have a lot of denial around that and and not be able to label it or be aware of it. Yeah. Um, so I think that's such a huge step is being able to recognise it, but also those voices to recognise that they were <laughs> was actually your own voice. Like yeah. sometimes you can't to hear that they are your own voice and it's actually that it's you who's without putting any blame or anything, but it's you who's holding you back. And I think, you know, the irony is that, yes, you are very confident and doing great things and what you said with it, there's also a lot of guilt then that comes with that because you're like, I am doing good. I am a professional. Everybody's saying how awesome I am. Yeah. But there's still this voice and then you go into the comparison as well of going, but well, she's over there and she's doing fine and she doesn't have imposter syndrome, probably does. Uh, but, you know, you can't see that, so there's all that guilt. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I mean, and I get it all the time. I get it often that I must never, I'm so confident, you must never, like if I ever say I doubt myself, even some of my friends are so shocked that I say that. And it's like, of course I have doubt. Of course I have days where I lack confidence. Of course I have moments of, yeah, am I the one to be doing this? That, that is, I'm a human. Totally. And and you're right. And look, imposter syndrome is estimated, this is still where the global research sits, to impact around 70% of us in our lifetime, And which is a good segue because you just said so many awesome things that <laughs> I, I thought I'll, I'll touch on a couple. But I thought for the listeners, what would be valuable is just to get a really clear definition of what imposter syndrome is because it is widely spoken about. And you're right, you know, the words imposter and the word syndrome, they can sound frightening. They can sound scary. For most people, when they hear that this thing, and I'll explain what it is in a second, has a name, and I was one of these people, they get a sense of comfort because they're like, oh, my goodness, it's not all in my head. I'm mm. not imagining this. It's not just me. It's a thing. And then there are some people who don't don't like the word and don't the label. And, and they want to call it something else. They want to call it, you know, the, the um, I think Ariana Huffington, who's one of my, you know, founder of the Huffing, uh, Huffington Post, is one of my idols. She calls it the the obnoxious roommate in your head. You know, and other people call it just that, you know, inner critic voice or whatever you want to call it. I guess the easiest way to say it is I'm cool with that. As long as you know that it's it's not just you, it's not just in your head. Like it's a real thing that a lot of us experience and there's a way out of it. And yeah. essentially what imposter syndrome is, it was first coined imposter phenomenon in the 1970s. The name changed somewhere through popular culture in the 80s. Nobody knows why or who it was labelled syndrome, which is really annoying, but it's the truth um, because it's not a medically diagnosed syndrome. Mm -mm. It's yeah. you will not find it on any global mental health register. Um, so it's not a clinically diagnosed syndrome. So you can call it imposter phenomenon. You can call it imposterism. You can call it obnoxious roommate in your head. You can make up a word. I don't mind as long as you know that you're not you're not alone, right? I think Claire Bowditch calls it Frank, and yes. she says "f off, Frank." That's right. <laughs> and I call my inner critic voice Amber, and we'll come back to. Oh, you, Amber! Amber's are listening. Don't don't judge me. Don't yeah. hate. But I'll explain that story later. Because yeah, I get um, it. I get we'll it. Let me see where that comes from. Um, so imposter syndrome essentially is the belief is when you believe that you're not good enough, smart enough, talented enough, intelligent enough, qualified enough as other people perceive you to be, despite a clear evidence of your abilities, your accomplishments and your success. So when we have imposter syndrome, we're blocked from the ability to truly internalise our accomplishments, our success, our qualifications or just our desires. 
And so therefore we feel that we're not worthy of them, like not worthy mm. of what we've already achieved or not worthy of what we want to do um, next. And we're plagued by a feeling that we're going to be exposed or found out to be some sort of intellectual fake, phony or fraud. And that's where the name imposter syndrome or imposter phenomenon comes from. It's a persistent feeling that they're all going to find out or I'm just, you know, one podcast episode away from them knowing I've got no idea what I'm talking about. Or I, that will not happen here. We clearly yeah. say you know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> exactly. You're proving but, um, your expertise. <laughs> I know, but that, that's sort of, that's where it sits. So to have imposter syndrome, you have to have this niggling feeling that you're about to be found out or exposed mm. as not good enough. And we very much attack our identity with imposter syndrome. We use I-based statements. Mm. And what I mean by that is I am not good enough. I am not smart enough. I will never be able to speak the way that Emma speaks. I, you know, will never be able to have a business as successful as that other person. So it's very much I-driven, me, me, mm. me, attacking the identity, where when we have a standard sort of um, bout of self-doubt, which you touched on before. Self-doubt by its very definition is the opposite of confidence. Mm -hmm. So we're doubting ourselves, which means our confidence has taken a dip. And usually self-doubt is to do with something you want to do, an objective, a thing, a yeah, podcast episode, a new course you might want to launch, you know. Or, so it's often tied to an objective thing. Whereas imposter syndrome is very much starts with a self-criticism attack at an identity level first. So the easiest takeaway for you all, just excuse me, <clears throat> is to look out for the language that that inner critic or that you're using to yourself. Mm. So you're like, I'm not smart enough. I'm not as good as Emma or Alison. I will never be able to do that. If it starts with I, if you're really having a go at yourself, you've crossed the line into imposter syndrome. Yeah. And, and, of course, if you have that feeling like, oh, my goodness, if I do that thing, they're all going to know I don't deserve to be here. They're all finally going to realise I'm not smart enough. So they're the telltale signs you need, telltale signs you need to look out for if it's imposter syndrome. And the key other thing is it's tied to your belief system. Mm. So those of us with imposter syndrome, we might appear confident or we might have all of the accreditations and qualifications and we've been on TV, we've done this, but deep down there is a deeply rooted belief where we believe we're not worthy of all of those things and, and it's because of something that's happened to us in, in our past and it can be small or large, but we've basically developed a belief that we'll never be able to go on to do what we want to do when we're not properly internalising what we have done. And it creates this vicious cycle where there's a detachment from reality. So mm. as an example, I'll use myself. I had this amazing corporate career. I was a sales director at the time. I was earning a lot of money. I was getting flown to the US. Like I was living the corporate dream at 20. Eight twenty. I gave away my age then. I'm like, um, <laughs> you're the Those were the good old days. But so on the exterior, everything looked great to everybody else. They're like, Alison's killing it. But inside, I was like, oh my goodness, I'm only one meeting with my boss away, one client meeting away from them all knowing. I have mm. no idea what I'm talking about. So you have this alternate what reality where it's pressure. Yeah, and on your adrenals, like that's as well. Right. It's like that fear always. Stress, fear, anxiety, even depression has been linked with prolonged imposter mm -hmm. syndrome. Burnout has been, if anyone's interested, 
if you head to my website on my blog i've got a lot of great free resources there i know that's a plug and but i know you want oh like plug um, away that's free <laughs> i know I'm, i've got it on I'm my wall to the right person <laughs> it's like don't i got this from another podcast guest and i loved it it was like don't spruik yourself be yourself and you are you are being yourself i love it but i also have it always in my questions i'm like spruik whatever you want yeah. well, <laughs> we all know how podcasts work <laughs> it's, yeah and and it's kind of great and like thanks for the opportunity but for everyone listening because on the blog i'm just talking about burnout then and the links of imposter syndrome because it's quite a big topic as i said if you all want to hit hit up my blog it's all written there for you there's great tips and tools in the blog obviously it's completely free you can go and access your journey <laughs> like, you're like how, how do, do i start <laughs> yeah just go, go ahead to alisonshamir.com but the, the goal is there is that that'll give you the depth of, mm. of what I'm talking about. It might give you raised questions that you can ask Emma or I. But um, yeah, so it's linked to all of those things. And basically the takeaway here for everyone listening is if you have imposter syndrome, you're not alone. Estimated to impact 70% of us. I've been on my own journey. I know, Emma, you know, you share your own stories. I want you all to know there's a way out of it. You don't mm. have to stay in imposter syndrome. You don't have to think, oh my God, this is me forever. Every time I do something in my business or my life, it's going to be there. I want you to know there's a way out of it. Um, and, and that's, you know, the, the work that I do. So that's what I it think is. That's people can I wear that label, right? They, well, they can get that label and then not to say like, where they go, oh, well, I've got imposter syndrome, so I just can't do that thing. Like I've, just, I've got it. So and it's like I've just got it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it can be used. So in in my world, we call that a coping mechanism. Mm. So we we might know, we might even understand that we're in our imposter cycle, and we let the fear win, and we step back, and yeah, we don't do the thing, we don't, and we we use it because we we believe we're protecting ourselves. Mm. So imposter syndrome manifests in our body as a fear, mm. right? Fear of being found out, fear of being exposed, fear of everybody knowing we're not good enough. Of course, none of that's true. That's your imposter syndrome lying to you but when we're in it we really believe it i if you're listening to this and you have imposter syndrome i know that you're sitting there and you really believe these things of yourself but i want you to know that there is a way through that because we need to connect you back with you know the real authenticity of you and the real abilities and desires that you have and how you can step in and shine as yourself which is why and i love the work you do you know confidence and personal brand being able to stand in your own authentic presence have your own personal brand, whatever that is, whatever your personality type. But one of the greatest things you can do on your journey to overcoming imposter syndrome is reconnect with your authentic self and yeah. personal brand. And of course, working on confidence does that because imposter syndrome turns you into somebody else because you turn into a fear-driven individual. Mm. So some of the common traits for women are you become a perfectionist yeah. because you're fearful of people finding out you're not good enough. Or on the flip side, you can turn into what we call in the um, uh, leading expert on imposter syndrome, Dr. Valerie Young calls a superhuman, um, where you're trying to do everything all the time, really, really good. And I'm talking about run your business or do your job and launch your podcast, be a great wife, be a great mum, sister, partner, whatever you are, and do it all in a perfectionist way. And when you drop one of those balls, you're incredibly hard on yourself because your imposter syndrome is telling you that you should be able to do it all, you need to do it all. So nobody finds out you're not good enough. So we get into these really um, unhealthy behavioural patterns and we need to break those because when we're stuck in them, they become our reality. So back to what I was saying with you and with the authentic self, sitting down, understanding who you are authentically, what you want to do, what brand do you represent, all of those things help you connect with authentic self. And when you do that, the imposter syndrome will start to start to look like this black cloud around you and that's okay because you want to start the separation 
So yeah. I go, oh, okay, that's where my imposter syndrome is talking. But when I'm over here, I'm good. But when I step away, it comes back. So that's the sort of intel you want to start to gather on yourself of when it's showing up. So, And I loved what you said. It's, it's removing that judgment of like the fact yes. that we are who we are. And whether, whatever you subscribe to, there's um, human design, there's star signs, there's personality tests, there's all these things that tell us that, and you can see it when you have a little human. Um, you know, I've got a 20-month-old. He's got, they've got a stamped identity from when yes. they're born. They, they are themselves. Unfortunately, over the years, that gets suppressed and we yes. get labels and we get told how to be and we get right. told how to not be and all that stuff so that we get all these layers caked onto us or all these um, hats we're meant to be wearing and and it, it all just gets covered and so that you don't know, you actually don't know. And women more so, I think, with with the, um, I guess, the societal roles and also, yeah. you know, uh, I know with mothers as well and, and just the, the, the shoulds and the coulds and the woulds yeah. and lose literally lose themselves and so I love and I actually went with a client the other day and just getting to do some personality tests and seeing that like light bulb of like whoa that's me and like I do things like it seems really simple and I think people are like what is she doing with this but asking them their favorite color asking them their star sign asking them that. their animal because they can't articulate who they are but yeah. when you tell me that your favorite color is purple that means royalty it means passion it means um you know it can mean perfectionism like I know a lot about you by the color you said you told me you're a Gemini I'm like oh I already like I love that you that 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 I dropped that in I didn't even know you were going to say this I loved that I was like I always get people to guess mine and I'm just like I take my hair out I'm like come on I'm a Leo I'm a lion my spirit animal's a lion I'm a Leo I'm a lioness it comes through but uh, I'm doing this sacred money archetypes work at the moment as well and it's just it's such oh great like it's permission yeah be who you are when you see that written there and choose your choose your way of doing it maybe just like I love all of it like you I want all the things so I've got I know all of my things but they're pretty much all saying a similar thing and confirming yeah. what I know to be true about myself and it's like why I'm stopping myself in at times and hiding myself and I've had this big realization which I shared recently with you um, and I'll, I'll let you say something and then and I'll go back to the story. But um, no, please, this is great. I, I love hearing this. Well, yeah, with the Sacred Money Archetypes, it was a celebrity and I've been suppressing my celebrity yeah. um, because of that whole the, the show-off thing, the show-off yes. and the, the stepping into the light and literally been told as a child to allow someone else a turn to be at the okay. front because I'm, when that is my natural thing, Leos are leaders, you know, celebrities are in the light people literally look to them and are inspired by them that is just the nature some people have it and some people don't have it some people like it some people don't it is my nature and I I told you a story and I'll share it quickly and um I've shared it on in business chicks magazine and I want to do it as a, a live because it's such powerful information that just comes back to me in my life all the time I was being bullied in high school um because I had created an event um, for my very nice, generous thing, I thought, hosting a year 11 formal, organised a boat. But the way that it was doing it, and because I was the leader on it, some people didn't like that. Mm. So I was getting phone calls at my home. I was getting comments in the yard. I was getting talked about. I was getting shunned from my group. And I got taken into the deputy's office because it got was getting quite bad and um, went to my deputy's office, Mr. Chapel, and he sat me there and he said, Emma, you are always going to be someone who does things. You are going to be someone who stands up 
mm. and and tries things and says things and for me I always think of like a prime minister even <laughs> like but you're you're going to be that person and people are not going to like it and they're going to try and stop you and they're going to try and bring you down but that doesn't mean you shouldn't be doing the things mm. yes. and it was just I'm so like forever grateful to him at 17 and I got to go back 10 years later and speak at my high school and through tears told him what he'd said to me. I got chills too because it's, it is. I know. I just, so here I'm literally, I'm looking at it on the back of my hand, like just stood up. Like I just, it's just such a power. I just love it. It's a gift. It was a gift that he gave me and that he had the wisdom to take that moment, which is such a teachable moment. And uh, like, you know, it's a teacher, teachable moment, but he gave me that permission that time and it comes back to me in those moments of going, yeah, people aren't going to like it and people aren't going to want to do it, but I'm called to this and I need to do it. And there will those people, not for me. And I know when I'm having doubts, we've talked about those dreams, like dreams, yeah. like the kids in high school come back to me in my dreams. Yeah. Um, I wish them well. I wish them well in their life, you know, forgiveness, prayer, all of that. But And maybe I'm grateful for that experience, but I don't need them in my world now. I don't need to spend time with them now. I'm just so glad that I had that permission and guidance and acknowledgement yes. of, of who he saw who I was yeah. and I get to give that gift to so many others I get to be there for others because I'm showing up as me and that's yeah. where I stand to keep helping people and it's like if I ever have those doubts it's like no I've got to do this for someone else as well as for myself because yeah. it's I have to honor my story and my journey if you don't like it go away <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah. it's very powerful and everything. I mean, so much power in what you just said. And and when you talk about then, you know, again, standing in that power, you're right, like giving yourself permission to shine, connecting back in with our self-worth. And this is, you know, important when it comes to imposter syndrome as well, is we need to validate from within and we need to, and yes, and have the right people around us. And if we can do that and if we can step into our authentic power, if we can own who we are and, and we evolve too. Right, we don't, we evolve as our years evolve, as our work changes. We don't have to, you know, authentic self evolves as the years do or you, you became a mum, something might go on in your life, same with me. So as, as you all know, it's evolving. But, yes, owning these stories because if then what you just shared and that experience from when you were younger can be a key trigger for imposter syndrome, you know, a real sort of origin of where the feeling started and later in life they come out as imposter syndrome when we hit, you know, adulthood because we don't feel worthy of these things because we've been given certain messages or as you said we've been labeled or we've been exposed to something that is negative and because imposter syndrome comes from something that happened in your past this is for everybody listening where something happened and you were made to feel less than and that's what we call the seed or the origin story and then you go through your life and you step into adulthood could be university could be a first job could be an event you're organizing and then something happens which is what we call the trigger and that triggers those feelings coming to the surface and in 70% of us, they come out as imposter syndrome. And so if you're someone like you, Emma, or that story that you said, and we and we can, and like me now, where we can stand in our authentic selves, then even if we do have a trigger or something, we can catch it and we can go, okay, right, to your point, that's those demons from the past coming back, or I had a dream about this, hey, I must be feeling quite stressed or something must have triggered me. And we're able to do a much faster self-analysis, mm. right? which stops us and anyone listening to this from then falling into what I call an imposter cycle. Because as I coach people on imposter syndrome too, what we do is we raise this awareness of what I call identify. So we identify this stage and then we intercept, which is stage two of what I teach. And the intercept is what you're talking about where something happens or go, oh, hang on, that dream is coming back or that thing is coming back or that trigger is happening. So rather than it 
happening to us and it's spiraling us into self-sabotage or perfectionist cycles or these things that are going to harm us both creatively physically mentally that, that keep us stuck in imposter syndrome we're going to catch it and go okay hang on i'm having a moment here of you know my self-doubts come back i'm having a moment of imposter syndrome why and we go oh it's because this thing happened or it's because i'm not doing things because mm. i stalled i'm stuck in indecision and that's creating the demons are coming back so there's all these things and that's a really powerful stage to be in because then you can be consciously aware of it because this is what i wanted to share with everyone when we default to automatic negative behaviors and thoughts that are triggered by imposter syndrome if you default which is very common until you become aware of it then you just go into full-blown self-sabotage mode yes yeah. no intercept phase right we get something happens in it we get you know just get stuck in comparison cycle or we're trying to do a project and we're stuck in our perfectionist cycle whatever it may be for you and before you know it, it's just taken over your day, your week, you're you, you just almost like spinning, spinning the wheels until you're burnt out or highly stressed or, you know, have a panic attack like I did if it builds up over, over months. So, yeah, we need to become aware of that and owning your story. But back to what you said about standing in your authentic power. And it's one of the things I do too and in my coaching programs. In fact, the first module of my coaching program, Conquer Your Imposter, is all about reconnecting with your self-worth reconnecting with the stories and the beliefs so i call it the foundations of imposter mm. syndrome because people out there who talk about imposter syndrome who don't have a lot of expertise they jump straight to oh you've got to control the mm, no. got to, and so they jump to the behavioral and, and the cognitive or what are the thinking pieces yeah i want to be really clear with everyone they're super important but they are not the first step it's not the, the, co the cause is it it's right the first step is what what has caused me to feel this way what happened in my past now it doesn't have to be childhood it can be adolescent mm. years it could be when you were 19 and stepped into university it's it's but it, there is a lot from childhood based on identity level and messaging and what we've been exposed to and those sorts of things but it's, it's sort of understanding where that's at how long it's sort of manifested in you and then how it's turned into imposter syndrome if you can get a handle uh, um, and anyone listening on that journey and you don't have to sit down and analyze it for weeks and months i take people and women through this journey in an hour so mm -hmm. i get them from what's your origins you know what was the, the starting for when was it who was there to how does it come out today for you as imposter syndrome and what we do is we plug the gaps along the way and owning your story changing your story knowing that you control your story which is what you're doing you know emma and 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 getting the the right sort of guidance along the way is super important because if we don't own our story and control our story we can't be our authentic selves yeah and to, and to your point and and i'll say this openly too like despite being an imposter syndrome expert we, when you look at my coaching or things like that i know i'm not the coach for everyone yes. i know there are people out there who will not be attracted to my coaching for whatever reason they might think of course she's good at what she does but she's not the coach for me and and all of that's fine because all i can do is be authentically who i am and and it took work to get there back back in the day as i said that that journey it took about you know a year of self-work on and off and practice to go right this is what i am and beyond imposter syndrome and you know i'm a strong confident woman and i can be a straight shooter and i love networking but i also love time on my own and you know and i am very much a gemini i don't know if anyone believes this but you know i'm very much i'm on or i'm off yeah there's no there's no in the middle you get alison shamir 100 percent, or you, you don't get her at all and i'm okay yeah. with that it's not for everyone but i, I don't do anything half-assed i don't 
Um, I don't go into relationships half-assed. I don't, you know, I'm just, if I'm there, I'm doing it. And if I'm not, and so, and I'm okay with that. I'm not here to win every client or every speaking engagement or, um, every friend, every not friend, right? friend. Can't, can't do it all. Have, but I know that the women that work with me or, you know, the women who identify as women or non-binary, I know that they get value and we have a wonderful value exchange. And so I encourage you that if you're listening to this and, and you're interested in, in what I'm talking about, imposter syndrome, and um, I've got a lot of free information out there that you can access on your own. And if you don't believe that I'm you know, a coach, tell me for you, then there are plenty of other great coaches or people who can help you, you know, or perhaps it is more about confidence and personal brand. You're working with, you know, the lovely Emma here. But I do encourage you to seek help and guidance and support and build a network. Yeah. You know, Emma and I, our network and business chicks brought us together and I'm so glad it did. Um, and because great people know great people and we foster great communities and we're here to support each other. So um, just know, everyone, there's heaps of great, creditable, expert-led information out there on imposter syndrome um, and stuff around authenticity and, you know, go and, 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 not, and you can access a lot of it for free as yeah. well. So I encourage you outside listening to this awesome podcast, you know, go and read up on these things and go and um, try and think to yourself, okay, how does this apply to me? And, you know, a little bit yeah. of self Increase your awareness. Free. That's right. Mm. Grab your coffee, grab your journal and just go, right, what, what does this look like for me? You know, like, okay, who authentically am I? Am I standing in my own sort of brand and presence? Is imposter syndrome holding me? Back? Yeah, where am I not showing up? That's right. Yep. Or am I, is it not holding me back from doing it, but it's killing me on the inside? Like, yeah, I'm, I'm doing it, but I just feel like crap all the time. Okay, <laughs> anxiety behind the scenes, right? Taking it till so, you're making it all the time. That's right, which, you know, and, and which we want to avoid that as well. Um, so because that's the, the, the real sort of paradox here, I guess another just quick snippet for the listeners is imposter syndrome impacts you in two ways. Like, like it's in the interest of time today, this is how I'll explain it, but you can be a high performer, someone who has a high level of success, they're doing amazing things, they're visible, they're, you know, but behind the scenes, you're suffering with imposter syndrome because you're imploding. You've got high stress and anxiety behind the scenes. You don't want anyone to see it because you're scared of what they'll think of you. So on the outside looking in, nobody knows you've, you, everyone thinks you're amazing. You're just, you're just blocking yourself from seeing how amazing you are. Mm. The other way that it impacts you is it blocks you altogether from being the person that you want to be. So you don't launch the business. You don't ask for the pay rise. You don't you know, talk to Emma about creating the best personal brand you can or get some coaching around it. You actually sabotage yourself by never living up to your potential. Yeah. Imposter syndrome stops you. So in recent years, in the last 10 years, actually, let me backtrack that quickly. When imposter syndrome was first researched in the 70s and 80s into the 90s, it was all about high performers, Every, all high performers' experiences. That is still very much true. And I sat in that category, high performing, highly successful, mm -hmm. all looked good, suffering on the inside behind the scenes, okay? But as research has evolved in particular over the last decade, what we have seen in particular in women is that it has held a lot of them back from being that high performer. So yes. it's very much this two-pronged way it can impact you. So one of the most valuable things you can all do off the back of this podcast, if you think you're experiencing imposter syndrome, is go, is it? Am I suffering in silence like Alison did? And I'm able to do stuff and I'm functioning and everyone thinks I'm awesome, but I just can't see it. Rather, I'm stuck in perfectionist cycles or I'm just spinning my wheels here and I feel so burnt out. Or are you sitting there going, oh, my goodness, I really want to do the coaching program. I want to launch the podcast. I need to overhaul my LinkedIn and everything and I'm scared. 
I'm scared. I'm scared they're all going to think that I'm this or think that I'm that. So are you holding yourself back or are you performing but suffering in silence with the high anxiety and those sorts of things? Either way, it's going to burn you out. Yeah. Either way, the end zone is not great, but identifying which pool you sit in there, just if I can give those two examples, is really critical because um, that's all part of the journey is to understand where are you at and what sort of help or people or content do you need to consume to to help you, you know, um, get through it. Yeah, absolutely. And I just, um, you know, one of my takeaways is I, I will go back to that, the dream when you mentioned that, because it's like a really great like signal now for me if, if I'm, you know, those things are coming up in dreams or why are those people coming to my head? It's like something's happening then. And I can now look at that and go, oh, so where am I not showing up? Or where is that, like, is that imposter syndrome coming for me? Or where am I, yeah, stopping myself? Yeah. Something maybe is happening around that time. And so that's something nice for me to look at. But I also, I'm really, grateful that you've brought up and talked about, you know, that we are both experts, that we both are coaches, that we met. And this is this, um, you know, and it gets overused a bit, like collaboration over competition. It's like there's enough pie for for each of us. And I know that it comes up for me and I feel listening and think it probably would come up too. You look up and you go someone, I could have looked at Ali and gone, oh, well, Ali's doing imposter syndrome. She helps people. She coaches. Well, there's nobody left for me. She can just have it all and I'll just not run my business anymore. You know, as opposed to actually people could work with both of us at different parts of their journey um, or people are my flavor or they're your flavor or you know there's so many ways that people could come to us also that we can come together and give people this double whammy value yeah. like there's just not this um finite amount of space for us in the world and but there is definitely a, a, a u-shaped hole there is a u-shaped hole that we all get to fill and to step into that. And so I'm just really grateful for the way that you've you've talked about both of us today. Um, I'm grateful for how you've you've come into my world and um, so much, so much value that you've shared and you have 100% proven your expertise. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, so grateful. We need more chats. We should We do. I've, I've literally <laughs> written it down. As I, was, I was listening but writing because, you know, that's me. Uh, but I'm writing our, our next episode because there was an area that we didn't even touch on, which I think is really powerful. Um, so I'll just give a little teaser. I would love to talk to you more about the sphere of influence so we can come into oh, that yes. and, next um, time. You're, you're right. We should do that. And I'd love to, um, and I'm going to, get you on a live with me as yeah. well and we'll talk about that and can I just say two quick things because you you said something really brilliant I mean everything you say <laughs> <laughs> we, just, we should just talk to each other because we make okay. each other feel good she hasn't paid me to say this I'm, you know when you meet people and I actually want to say two quick things because I think this is really important to the women or or men or however you identify who listen to this is I met Emma because I was speaking um, at a Business Chicks event and if you're not a member of Business Chicks go check them out I'm not affiliated I'm a proud paying member and I love this network and you know, Emma's a product of that network as well, and, and we met. But where I'm going with this story is I had a, you know, speaking gig at an event there, and Emma, to, to her point, she was in the front row. And I really want to say thank you, Emma, and I, I might have thanked you on the night for this as well, because when you're speaking, no matter how experienced you are, and I am a professional speaker, you know, you always hope that you can get some, you know, engagement or some smiles or some nods or some cues from your audience, you know, and, and know that you're giving value. And, Emma, you really you know, gave that to me and you're sitting in the front and, you know, the way that you acknowledge my content and things like that. And I could see the support and the acknowledgement. And I just want to thank you for that because that made such a profound difference, you know, and, and the women in the room who were doing that. And 
So if you're all listening to this and you're, you're at an event or you're watching someone speak or just giving them your undivided attention and just giving them that nod and smile or, you know, point or raising your hand if they ask really goes a long way and helps you foster community. So just a big thank you on that from me to you. You're welcome. Um, and back to the authentic. So when you talk about there's plenty of pie for all of us, that's something I want to share here because imposter syndrome can hold us back. It can make us get stuck in comparison cycles where you're like, oh, there's a there's a thousand coaches, there's a thousand um, businesses that sell this type of thing already. There's this or there's that. But the one thing I'll say, and you might think it's cliche, but it, it's not and it's been proven, is that there's only one of you. And there's only one Alison Shamir, right? There's only one Emma. So even if we're taught, even if you're out there and you're in a competitive set or you feel like there's too much competition or you're stuck in comparison or whatever's going on, I want you to know there's only one you and all you have to do is do you and do it as well as you can at the time that you're in because you'll get better or you'll do this or you'll jump this or you'll change. That's cool. But because if, if you, and I always say it like this, Sam, if you have, you know, three coaches, four coaches, five coaches, and we're asked to talk about confidence. And there's you, me, and three other women on stage to talk about confidence. None of us are going to say the same thing. Mm. And even if we said the same thing, we're going to say it in a different way and we're going to say it in our own voice, with our own experience, with our own view. We might dovetail on each other and go, yeah, what Emma said. So I want you to know that nobody, as obvious as this sounds, nobody can be you. Being you is your superpower. And I know, especially when it comes to personal brand, Em, and I, a lot of people have asked me this question and said, like, what's your, what's your unique point of view? What's this? And, and I want to lead with stepping into who you are to begin with, just as a first step is your unique superpower. Mm -hmm. If you've got others, amazing. Bring them in or roll them into the personal brand you want to build. And, but just start with all that great stuff you said before, Em, which is like we're delving into the questions that draw out different answers or favourite colours or star signs, whatever it is to help people identify who they truly are. If you all just do that, not only is it awesome for what Emma teaches you, but when it overcoming imposter syndrome, you start with that and we connect back with who you authentically are, you will know much faster how far off track imposter syndrome has pulled you. And if it's pulled you way off track, please don't worry because we can get back on track. But knowing you. where we're at, knowing knowing where you're at right now, where you want to be, that's all valuable info. So there's just some things, and it'll probably gone slightly over time, but I thought they were really important to share. I love it. Um, just do you. Now, if you've got imposter syndrome, it's going to block you from being who you are authentically, right? And I've just shared with you all the reasons behind that. So the best thing you can do to begin to combat your imposter syndrome is know that that's happening, what I just said, and B, now start to seek out the right help to overcome it, whether it's free resources, whether it's talking to people like Emma and I or anyone else out there you think can help you, whether it's joining a network, listening to this podcast and others. I can't stress enough how, how much awesome information and people are out there, um, but please don't listen to this podcast if you've got imposter syndrome and then not take any action to help yourself. Mm because yeah. then then we're just spinning those wheels a bit more. I know it's scary. I know you can feel alone. Um, I know you might have been suffering for a long time and it's really difficult. So start with one step, One thing. Yeah. One thing. And if you've got any questions for me, reach out. It's easy to find me or reach out to Emma or reach out to Oh, me. yes. Please really? tell us the ways we can contact you. Oh, well, that's so if you want to read any of the content on the website, it's alisonshamir.com. 
um, or please come say hi on LinkedIn and Instagram and my two main platforms. You can just find me at Alison Shamir across both of those. If you're listening to this and you've got questions for me or comments or feedback, I welcome it. Please slide into my DMs or send me a voice note or hit me up through my website. Um, She's I'm very responsive, you- I promise. <laughs> yeah. Let me know if you this episode or let me know that you know the lovely Am. Um, I'll answer your questions and I'll point you, if I can't, if I can't help you in that moment, I'll certainly, uh, or probably I'm very confident I'll be able to push you in the right area or say, hey, go look at this or go speak to that person or have you read this or um, so I think, you know, reach out, use your networks. Um, Emma and I are a product of a network bringing us together. Um, and I'm, yeah, I'm just so grateful for that too. Em, because the second I met you, I was like, I want to be around this woman and, um, I love what you're doing. And, um, and it's also been really inspiring for me because I think even no matter whether we're experts or you're this, you've got a successful business, like we all need people around us reminding us of the important things. Yeah, us to keep owning that story, and I'll go back to the very thing I said at the beginning of this podcast to end it: own your space, own your voice, own your expertise. Yes, imposter syndrome will tell you not to, but one of the ways to combat it is to take a micro step toward doing those things. You yeah. have to start somewhere, and you have to start small. And um, action is the only thing that will conquer imposter syndrome. So. Don't try to battle it in your mind. Don't try to battle it simply in your thoughts because it's already winning. It's already taken over your thoughts. It's already taken over the way that you, you know, perceive things going on around you. You can't think your way out of imposter syndrome. You can only act your way out of imposter syndrome. And when you act, action makes you think differently. So that's probably my last last line before I sash out. I love it. Shimmy off. Thank you so much. This isn't the last you'll hear of us. And um, yeah, grateful for you. And there'll be more. There'll be more. Stay tuned. Talk soon, Thank you for joining me today for another episode of Live and Love Your Brand. I'm so grateful that you've shared your time by listening today. That means so much to me. And if you're loving what you're learning, I would be so appreciative if you'd leave a review rate this podcast and subscribe. It really shows me that you care, but it also helps other listeners to find us too. Again, please be sure to connect with me. I love hearing from you and getting to know your story. You can connect with me on Instagram at lovelycoms, Facebook, Lovely Communications, and please do join the gorgeous community, Live and Love Your Brand, our Facebook group. Or if you're ready to take action now and want to improve how you show up in the world with your brand, then head on over to lovelycommunications.com. Again, lovely is L-O-V-E-L-L-Y, communications.com to learn how you can work with me. My clients have gone on to experience opportunities that they could never have dreamed of. From starting businesses to taking leadership in their own life, they have found the confidence to stand in who they are and to go wholeheartedly after what they truly want in life. And I want that for you too. If you're ready to invest in yourself and reconnect with who you are, then let's chat. Thank you again for listening. Now go into the world and share the beauty that is the uniqueness of you. Catch you next week, lovely.